Welcome to Read Now, brought to you by Mooney Valley Libraries and hosted by book-loving library staff Jenny Mulder and Jackie Brown. Mooney Valley is an historically rich and diverse local council area located adjacent to the City of Melbourne in Victoria, Australia. Mooney Valley City Council respectfully acknowledges the traditional custodians of this land, the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung people of the Kulin Nation, their spirits, ancestors, elders and community members past and present. All right, Jackie, welcome back to 2021. Hopefully we have a, a really good year, but mm. let's see what's around the corner. Today, I wanted to talk about things I'm looking forward to in the world of books and reading. And I have got a few things that I wanted to talk about. And I know that you have too. Uh, mm. So I might get started and talk about a particular book that I'm really looking forward to that unfortunately does not come out until August 2021, no. if the publishers are to be believed. So mm. fingers crossed, because we all know that sometimes um, publication dates can be a, a little bit tricky and that sometimes things get put back. But I am really, really looking forward to a book called Yours Cheerfully, which is a good start for 2021, mm -hmm. by AJ Pierce. Mm. Now, um, this is the second book in a series, and I read the first one back in 2018 mm. um, when it when it came out. So I've had to wait three years for her next book. That's mm. that's an awful long time for me to wait. I'm very impatient. So her first book was called Dear Mrs. Bird, and it was oh yes, I remember that one. Yep. Yeah. Did you read it? Mm -mm. No. It was. It was one of my favourite reads in 2018. I really, really loved it. It was going back to that genre that I love that's, you know, funny but moving and sad at the same time. And it's about Emmeline or Emmeline. I'm never quite sure how to pronounce that, but I'm saying Emmeline. Mm. And she, um, you know, she's a woman in, in um, Blitztorn, London, who's, you know, keeping a stiff upper lip and <laughs> keeping a jolly face and all that sort of stuff that people back then did, especially, um, you know, they talk about things like um, putting a gay face on um, and and making sure that, um, you know, you don't dwell on the, on the really horrendous things that are happening around you. And Emmeline works really hard. She holds down a full-time job, but also goes out every night after her tea to work as a volunteer ambulance telephonist so she takes the course mm. um for mm. not ambulance sorry um for the fire brigade and sends the fire brigade out to fight the horrendous fires that are happening so on that alone um you have to admire these people mm. to be working two effectively full-time jobs and just managing to put one foot in front of the other but anyway emmeline has always dreamed of being a, a war correspondent so she applies for a job and it's not quite what she expected. She ends up being a, um, an assistant to an agony aunt. And the book is, is about that and lots of other things. But I found it really, I found it really interesting, but sad at, at, at times. Um, mm. Funny mm. and sad. And I, I don't want to give too much away, but some of, some of the letters are, are just amazing. The agony aunt she works for doesn't want to discuss anything that's that deals with sex or um, unhappiness mm. or, you know, what she terms as 
you know, things that la- nice ladies don't discuss. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so poor Emmeline is reading all of these um, letters from people and, and they range from, um, you know, women wanting to know how they can get rid of their fat, fat ankles so they look better at the ball that they're going to, to women, <laughs> you know, who are about to get married and know nothing about mm. um, sex or women who have become pregnant, you know, during during this terrible time of you know fear and no access to contraception all those sorts of things it's a it's a real contrast and and funny at times but really really poignant and sad so I'm really really looking forward Mm. to the second one and you know I I have been very patient I've waited two and a half years (laughs) (laughs) I can wait till August what Mm. about you Jackie Oh, I'm really looking forward to uh, a new book by Kazuo Ishiguro. Oh, yes, yeah. Uh, who I adore generally. And I actually don't know anything other than the title, which is Clara and the Sun, and I think it comes out in about March. Um, for me, that's all I need to know, that there's a new book by Kazuo Ishiguro. I'll read it. Uh, he's one of my favourite writers. So Because um, it's he won the Nobel Prize for Literature, oh, gosh, okay. either last year or the year before, um, and I did, his last book was The Buried Giant, which came out probably f- three, four years ago, which I didn't love. I liked it. I didn't love it because mm. um, it was a bit of a, yeah, not you wouldn't have picked it as a normal one of his books. So it was a bit left field for him. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know anything about this new book, but I will read it as soon as it, I can get my hands on it and hopefully love it as much as I've loved everything else he's written. So very happy about that. That sounds really good. Another book that I'm waiting for that probably you're waiting for is one of my favourite series is um, the Rivers of London series. (laughs) (laughs) I I think just about everyone at um, our workplace now um, is in one way or another. Mm. I was lucky enough, well, lucky enough, I remember when it first came out and um, thinking, oh, that doesn't appeal to me and then I read it that a few years later so that meant I had four or five to read all at once I didn't have to wait so um, which was wonderful but now of course I have to wait a year two years for each book to come out and but he's generally pretty prolific with that like there's you know it's probably been over 10 years and he there's what are we up to now seven or eight in the main series and there's novellas and graphic novels and I'm still too impatient. I, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He he has been quite prolific in, in terms of keeping your interest up, I think mm. you'd probably call it in some ways, with the graphic novels and, and the little novellas. And he did publish a compilation of those last year of some of the novellas he'd written between the... Mm the more you know the regular novels but this one this next one is coming out in March so not too far away and I'm really looking forward to that I I love the characters in Mm. in his book they feel I I did mention in our last talk that I I love it when the characters really feel real to me and Mm. um, these characters feel real to me despite the fact that some of them are are quite fantastical I Mm -hmm. do find myself wandering around um you know the the streets of Melbourne looking to see if there's ever any river spirits in (laughs) in the Yarra or the Maribyrnong I I just love it I I know that you quite like the series too anything else for you well in terms of 
series and sequels. There's another uh, book by Pat Barker um, coming out with in that sort of Trojan setting. So oh, the, yes. the she wrote one a couple of years ago called The Silence of the Girls, which I found really, really interesting. And I have very entry-level knowledge of kind of Greek and Greek legends and Homer and the Odyssey and everything else. I, I, I know a tiny, tiny amount. Um, and The Science of the Girls was, uh, I think, I can't quite remember the section of it. Might have been the Siege of something. Um, but from entirely from the women's perspectives. And so it was all these women that were the wives and daughters of the rulers of whatever particular city it was that got sacked uh, and who then subsequently became slaves of the conquerors. Okay. So um, did you say Pat Barker? Pat Barker, yeah. yeah who wrote the... Re- Regeneration, it? yeah, which yeah. is amazing also. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I've quite enjoyed a lot of Pat Barker's. And I wouldn't have picked it up, honestly, if it wasn't Pat Barker initially. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I know that I've enjoyed her other novels, so I thought I'll give that a go. And it was just, it was amazing, the first one. So the second one's coming out this year called Women of Troy. Okay. Very much um, looking forward to that. Yeah, because uh, it is often very, well, it is always told from the point of view of the men, isn't yeah. it? So, so that, that would be really interesting. I read the um, Regenerist series. I did mm. read that. So a, f- a couple of years ago now, but um, mm. uh, that was one that I did pick up, I think on your recommendation, actually. Quite possibly. Yeah. I, I, I think I we were talking about something else and I thought, oh, well, Jenny's would have read this and they mentioned it and you said no. And I was like, well, you best do yes, something about yeah. that. And I did go on and read it. Yeah. So, yeah. As soon as you mentioned the name, I thought, and Regenerist, I thought, oh, mm. I have read that. So... Yeah, sometimes I um, do go out and read way out of my comfort zone. Well, that sounds good, Jackie. Mm, so I'm excited about that. I've got another lighter series that's coming out called What the Devil Knows, mm-hmm. and it comes out in April. And it's by C.S. Harris um, mm-hmm. about a character called Sebastian Sincere. And it's an historical mystery series. And I'm quite fond of a good historical romance <laughs> and an historical mystery. I'm really looking forward to this one coming out. She only brings out one in this series every year. So mm. it always comes out about March or April. So I always know I've got something to look forward to after Christmas in terms of this particular series. I will say that the earlier books um, are much, much better than than the later ones, but I do enjoy them. And she actually also writes as Candace Proctor, who you may be familiar with. Yeah, names um, rings a bell. Yeah, she, she as Candace Proctor, it's more traditional type romance. Haven't actually enjoyed those. I've enjoyed the C.S. Harris ones. Um, I don't enjoy all historical romance and I certainly don't enjoy the Candace Proctor ones. That's interesting, isn't it, when you think mm. of... Um, an author writing in, you know, sort of as as two different people and you like one but not the other. I suppose um, when you look at someone like um, Robert Galbraith and J.K. Rowling, there's that mm. too as well, isn't mm. there? Do you, do you like both? Have you? Yeah, I've enjoyed the, um, the strike novels. Yeah, I've enjoyed the, yeah. The, but I, I like a bit of formulaic, in, well, you know, police procedural slash... Yeah, which is a bit like Rivers of London and um, C.S. Harris. Exactly. Mm. Did you like Harry Potter? Yeah. You did? Mm. Can you see much similarity in in the way she writes as Robert Galbraith? Not really. 
interesting so because initially that you know the crime novels were published under a pseudonym yeah uh, until that secret was blown but similarly many years ago now uh nikki gemmel who's someone who i've oh yes, writing, yes. i've always liked um had a similar anonymously um penned novel come out that was busted wide open quite early on I think um and then when I read the book that was published anonymously I like I would have de- I would have picked it because the the sentence structure was exactly the same the writing style was extremely similar and I don't know if it's just because I was a, a big fan of her books up to that point anyway but I've just gone there I would have gone this gee this writer's an awful lot like Nikki Gemmel <laughs> okay it's interesting isn't it mm. I I'm going to be struck down by several people I work with, but I I didn't like Harry Potter, <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't mind the Robert Galbraith books. So um, yes, I'm I'm a bad library staff member, I know, but um, yeah, I'll be struck off, won't I? Yeah, yeah. What else are you looking forward to? Well, uh, as you know, I'm a big foodie, uh, and of course cookbook publishing tends to do a big run up to Christmas and then there's nothing for about six months Um, but something that did catch my eye and it it probably won't be a cookbook so much um, the actor Stanley Tucci uh, who in his unworking life is a passionate foodie and if you ever see him interviewed uh, at all he will if he's not even asked he will turn the conversation around to food so uh, you said actor. I'm not familiar with him. Would I? Uh, you'd know him. He's um, was in the Devil Wears Prada as oh, the yeah. sort of creative director under Meryl Streep. Um, but he, you know, has a social media presence that's full of just him making cocktails. And, oh, okay. You know, just uh, he will talk about food, and he's really engaging kind of person. Uh, anyway, he's writing a book which is possibly some sort of hybrid memoir slash food. Thing. oh okay so he's bringing food into his mm. his um into his memoir that that sounds more like yeah you, you could read that from cover to cover where yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. with traditional cookbooks you'd just mm. be flicking through from one to the next wouldn't you not to yeah. say that that's a bad thing um mm. but yeah oh that sounds interesting anything else uh i have spotted that um there's going to be a biography I think it's an autobiography even. I think he's written it himself um, from Ai Weiwei, the Chinese artist who I greatly admire. Um, if anyone's unfamiliar with his work, he did a, they had a retrospective of his work at the National Gallery of Victoria two or three years ago, I think. Um, but he's very, he has a really, really, it's not cheeky. It's a very wry sense of humour that I see through his work. Maybe not everyone interprets it the same way, but I certainly see it. So he's got a biography coming out. Anything else? Uh, there's a, a non-fiction collection of essays um, from Jeanette Winterson coming out this year, which I think is possibly bouncing off her last novel from a year or two ago, which was Frankenstein, Yeah. Um, which was partly that sort of re telling of Frankenstein, creation of Frankenstein. Not everyone liked, but I did. Mm. Um, and I think, so I think this collection is called 12 Bytes, as in a kilobyte or a megabyte. Um, okay, yeah. So uh, again, around the kind of AI theme. Yeah. But I quite like Jeanette Winterson's writing, both fiction and nonfiction. So I'll oh, be, be keen to read that. I love talking about the books and what I'm looking forward to and hearing what you're looking forward to as well. Mm. 
Jackie, today I wanted to finish up our little chat by including some of our book club reviews that we get from our regular book club members. Mm. And I thought I'd share two of them with you today. The first one I wanted to share is about a book called The Last Train to Istanbul by A.C. Coolen. I'm not sure if I've pronounced that mm. right, so apologies if I haven't, who apparently is one of uh, Turkey's most popular uh, okay. writers and authors. Last Train to Istanbul is loosely based on a true story. Um, it's been fictionalised a bit to give a bit of romantic interest. It's a story of a, a train that was hired by the Turkish diplomats in Paris in 1942-1943 to carry a trainload of predominantly Jewish refugees uh, through occupied uh, Europe and back to Turkey. So uh, quite an interesting story. And um, one of our um, book clubs has sent us in a review and they've said that it was a good book club selection, uh, though it fell well short on narrative and characterization. Mm. But they appreciated it because of the micro stories it contained. They go on to say that they learnt a lot about the role of the Turkish diplomats in World War II, saving thousands of Jews from the death camps in Germany. The country remained neutral until the very last stages of the war. And they go on to talk about how the concept of family can can change when you find yourself in an extreme situation and the awfulness Mm. of the train journey showed us many examples of the good side of humanity and that was reviewed by a book club called Poire who provide us with lots and lots of book (laughs) reviews so thank Mm. you Poire we hope to include a few more um, over the next few months the next review I've got is from one of our U3A book clubs and They're reviewing The Flat Share by Beth O'Leary, which was really popular a couple of years ago. And I'm actually Mm. surprised you never got to read it, Jackie. No, I've spoken about it at great length with yourself and others and (laughs) several other people, and I've, I've recommended it to other people. No, I haven't actually read it myself. It's interesting, isn't it? Because both Justine and I, Justine, who we work with, um, really, really loved it and probably talked about Mm. it ad nauseum to you. It um, it was one of my favourite books from a a couple of years ago, but sometimes, Mm. you know, it it doesn't appeal for whatever reason. U3A um, were quite divided on it. They've said in their review that um, some of the Some of the readers found the characters very likeable and thought it did well describing emotional abuse and and the undermining of self-esteem, while others found it sweet and saccharine. I I like that description. For those of you who don't know the book, The Flat Share is, is about two characters who share a flat in London, incredibly expensive place to live. Tiffy, uh, the main character, desperately needs somewhere to live after her, a relationship breakdown and she she is quite desperate for somewhere to stay and Leon needs a flatmate. It starts off with them sharing this flat and never actually meeting. They share a bed, Leon works nights and Tiffy works during the day so they never actually meet, just share mm. the same bed. It's quite, it's quite an interesting story, quite predictable in lots of ways but I would mm. agree that in some ways it... It's quite sweet, but in other ways it is quite thought-provoking. And and I actually read it without realising the, the implications of the relationship abuse that that were was at the core of it. U3A goes on to say that it was a really easy and enjoyable reading for the trying times we're living in currently. Mm. 
So books can be a bit of a refuge, can't they, from from yeah. the real world? It's just comfort. It's it's comfort, it, isn't it? Yeah. There's no mm-hmm. other word, is there? No. It's, no. it's coming back. Even if it's a new story to you, it, yeah, there's a comfort in knowing that there will be some tests and tribulations and a bit of drama, but it's it's more than likely going to resolve itself. I, I like how nicely. you I like how you say that tests and tribulations, but it's going to you know end itself nicely. I, one of the things that the book clubs asked for at the end of last year was a, a few you know a few more light reads, mm. um, and we've responded to that with our book club selections for this year. So um, mm. plus things to talk about because you can have comfort um, with conversation as well. Mm. Yeah, mm. thank you for sharing some of the book club reviews with me and passing some comments about them and hopefully we can include some more as as the year goes on lovely thanks again jackie and we'll see you all again soon you can find more information at catalog.mvcc.vic.gov.au